This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 554 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today it's Golf Shore Playhouse. We have Kristen Corey. Kristen, how you doing? I'm doing well, Charlie. How are you? Oh, well, I'm doing great. And I'm jazzed about this interview that we're doing. I mean, is, is, is all life a stage or what, what is that saying? Uh, <laughs> life is a stage and all the people on it merely players. You know, what's, um, yes. And it's, it's a different kind of, it's a different kind of business, but it is a business. So that's the thing that people forget is that we, we, we you know, we run a real business here too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure, and this is what I love about the Good Neighbor Podcast. It really gives people an insight into the business. You know, I, I, uh, Barb and I, we grew up with a chain of health clubs and people thought, oh, you know, that must be so much fun. All you do is work out all day. And, right. and you know, you probably get the same with what you do. And oh, my goodness, the behind the scenes has nothing to do oftentimes with fun or everything to do with a lot of stress and, you know, a lot of work and so forth. So let's get into that, Kristen. Golfshore Playhouse. Tell us about the company. Yeah, so I founded Golfshore Playhouse back in 2004 when I moved here from uh, New York City. And uh, my title nowadays is CEO and producing artistic director. So we're 17 years old. And, wow. and like I said, we're a real business. And we, um, we employ um, close to 50 people. That includes interns. And we're going to be growing even more. People think that you put professional theater on a stage. People just magically appear. But <laughs> what they don't realize is that you know, we bring exceptional professionals from all over the country to work on our shows. We put them up in housing that we rent annually we give them cars in cars that we rent you know we, we 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 are responsible for the care and feeding of these people for sometimes six or eight or ten weeks depending on how long they're here through the rehearsal process through the performance process and then we do a full-scale main stage um, season from from october to may every year so we've got shows running pr pretty much every night um, between those months, we've got a huge education arm and we've got education shows going throughout the summer, um, in December, in May. And, um, we've got kids from eight to 18 that are getting pre-professional training as well. So, so we are, we are also doing in school. We also have a partnership with Collier County public schools to teach their teachers how to teach theater in their schools. We've got, um, a partnership with the Holocaust Museum. We're, we're, we're in the middle of rehearsing a play right now that one of our staff members wrote about a local survivor that we're bringing into the schools to teach kids about the Holocaust. Where We do a partnership every year with artists where we bring um, uh, the whole 11th grade of Collier County into a fully orchestrated Shakespeare show. So we are busy. <laughs> wow. Yes. Wow. That's fascinating yeah oh so let let just if you don't mind i just want to get into a few of these items i mean the fact that you're you're bringing in talent right yes. and putting them up uh and providing them as you said housing and and travel cars and so forth uh i mean that pro that uh, you probably have to start i mean ha planning how do you plan for that how we do we plan at least about 18 months in advance wow. so we're announcing our we announced, for example, our, our October to May season in February, which means we start planning it at least six months before that. And we're bringing in not only just the actors, but directors, designers, people that work on the show as well. So it's a it's a big enterprise. And I didn't even tell you about the new building we're building. We're, we're about to break ground on in two months. Wow. Um, right at the gateway to downtown Naples. So we're, we're building a 45,000 square foot um, state-of-the-art theater and education center. So that's very exciting. Jeez. Congratulations. Thanks so much. <laughs> wow. 
Ay, ay, ay. So let's just talk about your journey then. I mean, you, you mentioned from New York City. Did you yep. live in New York City? Okay. So at Broadway Influence, just guessing. I mean, tell us about your journey into where you are now. Yeah. So my work in New York was working on Broadway with the Broadway producers. I was always behind the scenes. Thank goodness. Never on the stage. Thank goodness. Not only for me, but for all the audience as well. Um, <laughs> but so I was like a manager and a, and a um you know, that kind of person, like producer, manager, somebody who was responsible for making sure the show, the show went on the stage, the contracts, the the payments, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, at some point uh, in that life, I transitioned to directing as well. And I was starting to direct my own projects around theatrically, but also directed a feature film um, that got picked up and distributed internationally called Friends and Family. And um realized then that I really didn't like the film world at all and wanted to stay firmly in theater. But right by then it was just post 9-11 and being in New York City was not that fun around then. And I just, and the weather, <laughs> I was like, I got to get out of here. So by mistake, um, my ex-husband, my husband at the time, and I drove into Naples and I uh, said, this is paradise, let's stay here. And we did. And I, so therefore we moved to Naples. We didn't know a soul. But I realized there was no professional theater. There was this amazing uh, performing arts center, which at that point was called the Naples Philharmonic Center for the Arts, where they do, you know, a lot of things. They do ballet, they do opera, they do one night, you know, headliners, and they do some theater. But the theater they do, they're they're presenters. They're not producers, so they bring the whole show in. So the show yeah. that you see on their stage is the same show you would have seen not only on Broadway but also in Chicago or in Denver or wherever that show is on tour. We are producers, so we produce everything we do. We build, we have a shop over in East Naples. We build um, our costumes, our, our sets. We do our own lighting, we do our own props, you know, so we're responsible for everything. And um, again, this is why people think it's magic and it's not a business. When they walk into our shop, they're like, oh my God, this is a business. I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> so we have employees, we have, you know, 403Bs, we have HR people, you know, so it's, um, yeah. it's funny because people just, I think there's just this allure around theater and the theater business, you know, people just think, you know, there's no business like show business, you know, and that's just magic. <laughs> you know, so. oh, that's great. That's great. And it's interesting. Yeah. Your point about film versus stage. I mean, they are truly two different worlds and, you know, the outsider may not really appreciate that or understand that, but it's, uh, you know, it's a hundred percent different. Yeah. And people told me, Oh, well, you're going to love film because film is a director's medium. You can do whatever you want. You can change this. You can change that. You could add something in post but i found it to be so dead you know we had 30 days of a shoot which is part i loved because we were with live actors and then a year of edit it was like picture edit sound edit you know by the time we were done sitting in a dark room i was like get me out of here i hated it i didn't like being able to manipulate the stuff in post i, I would much rather figure out how to get it out of an actor right in the moment so that they can do it live every time eight nights a week you know eight shows a week and and really get it right so um that's the fun part for me. Yeah. Wow. And I love the fact that you're working with kids. So, you know, uh, what a great skill set, you know, to be on a stage, you know, that that's a skill that it's hard to learn when you're out of college and in the business world and, and trying to communicate the folks. And, uh, you know, if nothing else, to be able to, to get that from being Absolutely. I mean, we... Um, obviously not every one of the kids that goes through our programs because it becomes a Broadway star. We have several who could be Broadway stars and we'll see, you know, what they decide. Mm -hmm. But the, to your point, the skill set, the create to, to, you know, a hundred top CEOs were interviewed um, several years ago 
for um, Fortune magazine, and they were asked, you know, what is your the trait that you seek out the most, that you value the most in an employee? And the answer was creativity. And um, there's a creativity that these kids are taught and the ability to pivot and the ability to think on their feet and to self-express. And also even just like being able to speak in public without having reservations. You know, they say that's the number one fear, I guess. And so people, you know, that's the kind of life skills that we're teaching them along with, you know, teamwork, what it is like to work within a group and to support each other, Mm -hmm. which Lord knows more and more is becoming rare. So um, so we're excited about the education part. Good stuff. So how about misconceptions? What do you hear in your industry that you can speak to? Um, in our industry, uh, well, I, I would, for us, we're a professional theater. There's a lot of confusion on whether or not we're a community theater. People don't really understand the difference, you know, so we have to always try to explain, you know, we're bringing people from Broadway. We're bringing people who've done films and television, you know, that these people like make their lives making theater and film and television, you know, and this is what they do. So I think that's a big, that's a huge misconception for us. Um, for our capital campaign, um, we we are 55 million out of a 60 million dollar goal, so we're ready to break ground. And even still, being as far as we are, which is like one of the largest capital campaigns that Collier County's ever had, um, and we're we're this close, and even still being this close, people are like, "Are you really going to make it? Is it really going to happen?" It's like, what what part of this don't you understand? Like, we're about to break ground. You know what I mean? So, so there's that too. Like somehow people, we you know we've been working out of a out of the Norris Center downtown, which is a little you know city owned building with a little a small venue, and it's a community center. And so people think of us in that way. And no matter how many pictures and renderings and fly throughs and everything else we can show and show them that we've got the money and show them that we're ready. Like, they're still kind of like, are you really going to, you know, at first I can remember people would be like imagining we're going to pick up the Norris Center, just move it to the land that we own. I'm like, no, no, we're going to build a big, beautiful building with like famous architects, you know, and stuff like that. So we're, we're, that's not necessarily a misconception, but it's definitely uh, something that's like a, a big misunderstanding. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear it. And that's the power. And, and also, responsibility and challenge of being whatever founder, CEO, executive, you know, you, you need to lead the charge and, and you have the vision and, and it's sometimes hard for people to really get that until you actually, the building is up, they walk through and they said, Oh, I didn't know you were talking about this. Now I get it. Right. Yes, exactly. And people are like, are you so excited? And I'm like, well, for me, this is what I've been envisioning for 17 years as, as we've been growing the business, you know, all the while I was always like, we're going to be a Tony award winning regional theater with an education arm. We're going to have two theaters, you know, like all the stuff that we're now doing is stuff that I've been visualizing forever, you know? So um, in fact, speaking of visualizing, when I first moved to Naples, we lived um, in Bayfront, which is a, a, a an area right at the base of Goodlet Frank Road. And at that time, there was a plaza, an old abandoned plaza across the street from it called um, Grand Central Station. Mm-hmm. And weeds, weeds were growing out of the parking lot and all kinds of things. I would stand on my balcony because that was really the first headquarters of Gulf Shore Playhouse when I first started it and stand on my balcony and look across the street at that land, which was abandoned and think, wouldn't that be a beautiful place for a theater? So I would visualize like a regional theater blossoming out of that land. And now that's exactly where we are located. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's amazing. It it truly is. And that's the power, you know, and and I don't want to get 
to a deep into how the universe works and all that. But, you know, I mean, I can see it in your eyes. You know, <laughs> you know how powerful it is when you visualize something and you go for it. It didn't just happen on its own. My goodness, right. you know, you put 17 years of blood, sweat and tears and then some. But you it's it was already done in your mind back then. And, and look at it now. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, that is how the universe works. I take no credit for it. I was just a happy steward yeah. along the way because there were plenty of angels on yeah. our shoulder. That's for sure. Yeah. Wow. So how about outside of the business? What are you doing for fun? Uh, I was a ballroom dancer for about a decade. I've been a little taking a hiatus during the pandemic because it's kind of an up close and personal kind of hobby, but I'm missing <laughs> that and ready to kind of get back to that now that we're coming back into the world. Um, that took up a lot of my time. I just love, you know, I love the beach. I love reading. I love, um, yeah. I love theater. Actually, I go see theater as much as I can. I'm excited that it's starting to come back to life. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now do you get up to uh, New York much to, uh, watch? Not, not lately. I mean, my, in, in my quote unquote, normal pre pandemic life, I was there probably once a month or once every other month, you know, always for, for auditions, we audition up there. You know, we have a casting director up there. We get out because we get all our talent up there. We need to go up and see them. Um, and I was always checking out anything that would open, you know, anytime I was up there, what's new, what's new, what can I see, what can I see? Cause it's a big part of my job as artistic director as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So for our listeners, uh, now that Broadway is, is reopening, uh, do you have any, any tips for shows, must see shows up there? Well, you know, the, the good ones are getting back open. So Hades Town was a really, really good one. It won the Tony a couple of years ago. Um, Hamilton is, I think about ready to open uh, again too. Oh, with wow. They're talking about some new ones too. One of them uh, I just opened is called Passover. Um, that's supposed to be very good. Six is the big talk of the town. So when that one opens, I think people should should try to get up to New York and see that one. And, and what is that one about? What's it's the... kind of a rock musical about the six wives of Henry VIII, but it's very, very modern and very, very kind of edgy and in your face. You know, so it's supposed to be uh, good one. the music is supposed to be excellent. So wow, wow, very cool. So how about when it comes to hardship, life challenge, Kristen, looking back in life, what comes to mind a time that you were able to get through that rough patch and you can now say, hey, because of that, I'm better for it. I'm stronger and so forth. Well, I mean, we've come through uh, the downturn. We've come through the hurricane, mm -hmm. Hurricane Irma. We've come through. I mean, there were so many rough patches, you know, um, there were just so many times when I thought for sure the universe was trying to tell me, like, maybe not this. Maybe <laughs> you needed to do this for this long and now it's over, you know, and I'm just so grateful that the rough patches were hard. I mean, what we learned out of coming through the downturn is we learned how to we were already on a shoestring budget and we knew how to be on a shoestring budget. And so we were able to get through the downturn, I think, actually easier than a lot of bigger theaters. Um, same thing with um, the hurricane. We canceled a few productions, but we were able to come back and be resilient after that um, with the pandemic. I'll tell you, I mean, we laid off almost everybody and in our staff and we had eight people left and we were meeting every single morning on Zoom and just from from our homes, you know, we were all in our own respective places, just trying to figure out how to keep a live performing arts um, organization alive. Right. And we somehow came through that for a variety, due to a variety of reasons. And we have a wonderful um, development team. Um, so they were busy raising money using every means possible. Um, we had a board that said, just keep acting as if. So we were getting staff back 
as early as June. So we were we laid off everybody in March, but we were already starting to move people back in June. And then we had a great we have a great state that's actually open and allows us to do our business. So even as early as August, we were doing a kids production. And even though we couldn't get approval by the actors union to do a production until January, we were, I think, the only onstage indoor professional theater producing um, in January through March of of this earlier this year um, wow. in the country because we just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and we just kept being ready and finding ways to like protocol up enough that the actors union would say yes like we started we did two two people plays and we cast them with married couples so that they were automatically their own pod and we tested right. them three times a week you know so we just did everything we could do but we never right. wanted to stop you know so it we just kept pushing and during that year we actually raised 35 million dollars towards our capital campaign so it was it was definitely not lost, you know, lost time. So we've we've been doing our best to sort of get through all the crises in a way that continues to be positive. Well, I'll tell you, with everything that's going on in this world, you know, we need you and what you do and, and a place to just get away from life for a bit and, and just absorb the fun, the entertainment. So uh, I'm so thrilled you're able to not only navigate through that, but thrive. So. Man, that's awesome. Thank you so, so much. One thing you wish our listeners knew about Golf Shore Playhouse, what would that be? Well, I wish they understood the caliber of what we're doing that, you know, you can come into your own backyard in downtown Naples and really see this high caliber play that you could see in New York and you wouldn't know the difference. You know, it's people don't expect it. We're like, when we get into the new building and it's fancy and it's, you know, sort of easily easily visible i think that'll be a whole different thing but now when we're still at the north center i think people are like oh well that can't be good i mean look where it, you know look where it is but it's a little hidden jewel so people should come check us out and they can find out all about our shows this year at gulfshoreplayhouse.org um but it's uh i think that's one thing i wish people knew uh, were more willing to maybe like take a chance you know and come yeah. see something because yeah. i think they won't be disappointed all right. Well, great. Because I know we have listeners who, who've already written down that URL, but, but let's just put it out there one more time. The best way for them to learn more, to get in touch, to buy tickets. Gulfshoreplayhouse.org. Okay. Great. Great. Well, awesome. I know Barb and I are, are, are going to be you know, in the seats uh, very soon. This is great. I, I really, you, you did it. You did it, Kristen. I mean, I had high expectations <laughs> for you. You exceeded them. So Amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, we wish you the absolute best there. Well, thank you so much, Charlie. It's been a pleasure, and we re- I really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.